Hello and welcome to the Quacks Podcast. I am your host, Lucas Trengove, along with my other host here, Brian. That's me. How are you? I'm doing very well. Good. Uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, Brian? I'm great. It's nice out. Yeah, it's pretty windy here in Phoenix, Arizona. The weather's starting to get a little bit hotter, but... Uh, the wind makes it more bearable for sure. Definitely. I definitely. Like kite flying. We're going to go fly kite after this, so... Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> uh, anything new? <laughs> As I get arrested in front of your house flying a paper bag <laughs> with a shoelace. Um, and he called the cops on me. You, uh, you wouldn't get arrested. You'd just get shot by one of my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, well, so let's dive into it. What's going on? Yeah, so we're going to get into a little bit of a weird subject this week. It's something that I think some people have very strong opinions on. Uh, or they don't know, uh, but for me, it's a really personal issue that I have a good story about, uh, and it's really been a big part of my life for the last, since my mid-20s. I'm in my early 30s now, so I'm going to tell a personal story. Um, it radically changed my life in the mid-20s. Wow, this the anticipation is building. I, I'm like, like, what? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Um, so just to give you a little bit of background, I grew up playing a lot of video games and spending a large amount of time on the computer. Amen. Um, I played tons of EverQuest, <laughs> you know, as a teenager, I did Counter-Strike. I even got into day trading in my late teens and early twenties. So I, what I'm basically saying is I have been a computer nerd for a long time. Yes. And most of that time I have been a pretty poor sleeper. Uh, really for most of my life, I've been a pretty poor sleeper. And this became particularly bad in my late 20s, which is what this story is about. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> so in my late 20s, uh, my health really crashed. Uh, I gained a lot of weight. I didn't have energy to do anything. Uh, I lost a lot of friends because I didn't go out or do anything. Right. Um, I couldn't exercise without suffering horrible insomnia. And it was just, it was a really bad time. Wow, so it did the opposite of what it's actually supposed to wear you out so you can sleep better. Yeah, the thing about exercise is you need glycogen for your body to burn when you're exercising. And if you don't have any glycogen, uh, then your body will use stress hormones to break down your muscles as fuel. And that those stress that's hormones not... can definitely keep you up. Yeah, well, that's yeah. why I drink glycogen and tonic. <laughs> Oh, just, just stop. <laughs> Sorry, that just was my stop. one dad all joke right. of the episode. We got it out of the way, guys. Sorry. And and that and this was all kind of precipitated by a very stressful physical retail job. Um, and I was doing rigorous exercise as well. I was swimming a mile a day after nine hours of stocking and just doing really rigorous work. So I was I was burning the candle at both ends, mm. and the candle was burning me. So. <laughs> my life at the time it basically revolved around doing my work then coming home and collapsing with exhaustion. So I would basically watch movies and YouTube videos on my iPad on how to regain my health. Um, I did not have any energy for a podcast. I didn't have much energy for anything. And like I said, I was sensitive to exercise and just like walking too much would give me horrible insomnia. Were you worried? Were you concerned at I, this point? I was very worried and concerned. I mean, I was... <laughs> what steps were you taking? Well, you'll see. I mean, <laughs> not only that, I had gained all this weight. And so people were telling me, you know, you should exercise. But <laughs> I couldn't exercise without, you know, being up for 
most of the night. Yeah, what are you guys trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, I lived in my apartment, basically, so I was getting okay. by. Um, and the business I was working for was growing, and I was doing good work. So I had all these issues, but I was kind of, I felt like I was making progress. Right. And around 2016, this started to change. Uh, it kind of came on slowly, but my insomnia started to become worse around March of that year. So I would sleep for about eight hours a night, then the next night I might get four hours, and that cycle would kind of repeat itself. Mm -hmm. But it started getting to the point where I would sleep eight hours, and then I would maybe not sleep at all the next night, or I would sleep two hours. What? And then I would kind of catch up and get eight or nine hours the next night. <laughs> Dude. I know. It was it was getting really bad, and, and I started to have days where literally I couldn't I could do nothing. I was useless. I couldn't think. I was just exhausted. I hadn't slept the whole last night. I mean, thankfully, my schedule was flexible. So I would switch things around and try and work after days where I got at least six hours the previous night. But I was getting super stressed and super strung out. Uh. Um, I was drinking more and more coffee. Uh, I was taking other types of supplements that were very stimulative. I became impulsive, fidgety. Uh, I couldn't stay still, and I would make these to-do lists, like, compulsively. Yes. Um, so you just wanted that <clears throat> meth experience without the math. Yeah, I was basically on cocaine somehow. <laughs> um, and I was still... <laughs> still built with lethargy. Yeah. It was physically and scientifically impossible. And I was still gaining weight, too, like, little by little each month. Um, and for those, you know, who have never experienced insomnia, it is one of the most brutal tortures you can really go through. Um, I know it well. Yes. You know, lying in bed, staring at the ceiling, you know, praying to sleep and to relax. Really, unless you've been there, it's hard to express how hopeless you begin to feel. That counting down of how much time do I have before I have to go to work or do I have to get up and actually be functional is terrible. So, I, yeah, definitely terrible. Um, I started to think, basically, that I wouldn't make it. Like, I was thinking, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm not going to be able to work. And they were just going to drug me up. The doctors weren't going to know what was wrong with me, throw a lot of drugs at me. I was going to go to the mental asylum, and I would be a statistic, and just, it would get, I'd get swept under the rug. Oh, my God. You know? But thankfully, thank God, something happened that changed everything and opened my eyes okay. to what was happening. And that was a cruise to Alaska. So, wow. if you've never been, it's beautiful. Um, I have been. My sister lives in Alaska. Oh, really? She does. Where? Anchorage. Okay, so the main place. Nice. Yeah, the, the big city of like 30,000 or whatever. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. If you've is. never been on an Alaskan cruise, it's just wonderful. I didn't do the cruise. Okay, so back to your so cruise anyway, story. Yeah, on the cruise, I slept pretty well, actually. Um, it was kind of summertime, so the days are long, and so that light kind of like messes you up a little bit on sleeping. But for the most part, I slept right, and I was really thankful that this cruise occurred, you know, because it really woke me up. So when I came back from the cruise, that very night that I came back, I didn't sleep at all. I just, I mean, I just laid there. And I totally did not get it at all because I had been tinkering with supplements of all kinds. I had been doing different foods. I've been doing different colored light bulbs. I mean, I was, I was trying Feng everything. Feng shui. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maybe my bed needs to be at an angle. A red door is a must. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you name it, I had tried it. For insomnia and I just had this good week of sleep on the ship and now I get back I can't sleep and I'm totally flabbergasted oh and let me tell you that's what, the worst kind of gasted to be oh yeah 
<laughs> so with insomnia, you know, you have a lot of time to kind of think about your life decisions. Um, and so around 3 a.m., as I'm tossing and turning in agony, this memory pops into my head. And a few months before, as I was heading into my apartment, my neighbor, Karen, who lived on the lower floor, she always smoked on her patio. And she said to me, hey, you got a new meter. And she meant that they had installed a new power meter for my apartment. And like I don't, a smart meter? Well, I'm going to get to that. Ooh. I don't know why I remembered this memory. I don't know why it popped into my head at 3 a.m. I don't know if it was my intuition, if it was God. I'm not sure. Right. But it just popped in. And something clicked. So I got up from my bed, and I put my clothes on. I grabbed my flashlight. It was like three, 2, 3 a.m. Right. And I headed outside to the back of my apartment. And sure enough, there were 11 new shiny smart meters right behind my kitchen, about 30, 30 feet from where what? I was sleeping. That many of them for the 11. entire complex? Because it's, well, it's, it's an apartment, so that was 11 apartments, you know, Each in my little meter. wing right. or whatever. Um, and you had the bundle right there. I had you. the bundle right there. And so I called my mom. I said, Mom, I think there's something wrong with my apartment. And she said, all right, that's fine. Come over and sleep at my place. So I went over there, instantly fell asleep at her house. Oh, my God. And when I woke up, I started reading about smart meters and EMR or EMF, whatever you want to call it. And the pieces of the puzzle kind of started to come together. Well, tell people what EMR means. So EMR stands for electromagnetic radiation okay. or electromagnetic frequency. And online, there are countless accounts of people being exposed to smart meters who had gone through some of the same ordeal. They had problems sleeping, problems focusing, headaches, declining metabolism, weight gain, ringing in your ears. I mean, the list just went on and on. And oh, yeah. And thankfully, I had not gotten to some of the extremes that these people got to. I mean, some of them were on all kinds of drugs, antidepressants. They had tons of tests trying to find out what was wrong with them over in, and over. In the and same over complex? Again. No. Just, oh, just in this, general. This, that you, okay. is, this is from people online that I was gotcha. reading. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So the official account from what I read is that electromagnetic radiation is perfectly harmless. So people who say that they can feel that they are affected are basically imagining things, you know, they're, they're wackos. Right. And the overwhelming evidence from the scientific studies that they will tell you is that EMR has not been shown to harm humans unless the intensity is at a much, much higher level than what we're exposed to. That's saying that all people are the same and we're all going to take things in the same way. Yes. And you'll find some interesting things about that research. Um, so, and basically if you'd asked me a few months before, I would have agreed with all this too. I would have said, yeah, those guys are tinfoil hat wearing and they're a little <laughs> off. I mean, I've, you work retail, you run into these people, right? right? They're like, well, what you need is you need to tape some crystals to your brain and then yeah. it'll be fine. <laughs> but then you came to Mecca. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, I had this experience with this brutal insomnia to contend with. And, you know, when your body says, listen, you listen. Um, so I ordered what's called an electro smog meter to measure my apartment. Of course. And in the meantime, I slept at my mom's house. I slept fine. No problems at all. Just no, like instantly you can sleep there. Yeah, there was I like no fine. issue whatsoever. No problem. Yeah. Um, and so when the That's meter. That's pretty much the only test that you really need. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it was very telling. That's so crazy. Um, but I still was questioning because I thought, well, maybe I have mold or maybe, you know, maybe something else is going on in the my paint. apartment. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Something. 
Uh, so when the meter came, you know, I tested my apartment and my worst fear, fears were realized. Uh, my e- the EMR in my apartment was off the charts, and especially in the spot I was sleeping. Oh, my God. And so after measure, and I had like six months left on my lease, too. It was not great. Yeah, because that's not an easy one to fight. <laughs> I got to get out of here from the EMR. Oh, I know. And and when I called my landlord to tell, uh, they just installed these smart meters. She was, a, she was a hippie. She lived in Hawaii. She says, you need to get crystals that are shaped like pyramids and put them in your apartment, and that will help. And I was pretty sure that wasn't going to help. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so after I measured the whole place... I found a corner in one room that was lower than everywhere else. And so I moved my bed there, and I actually just lived in that spot. Like a little crawl space? Well, no. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it was open. It was an open room. Right. But that corner was the low spot. And so I just lived in that spot for the next six months. Oh, my God. But I started sleeping. I mean, I was still a light sleeper, but my insomnia went way down you slept you slept in nasa pajamas but yeah you slept (laughs) (laughs) you slept wow dude so it is real so that's just like chuck in better call saul if you've seen that i've not okay he was afflicted by that as well. really yes i was was but it drove him over the edge yes well it's it does that to people i've heard of stories of people who basically they don't know what's happening they become a bum and they die i mean it's he committed suicide, essentially. Yeah, that's happened. I read yeah. accounts of people, and that's happened. It's, it's insane. So I found online there's this group of people called EMR-sensitive people, and most people are fine with like a Wi-Fi router or a cell phone or a smart meter on the house. They notice very little. But there is a certain group of people who become sensitive to these things, and usually this happens when they are exposed to a large amount of EMR. So in my case, it was the 11 smart meters so close to where I slept. That sensitized me. I mean, I'm sure the years of staring at an iPad and... and Doesn't help. That didn't help. But before that, it, it, it was the intense exposure that kind of put me over that bodily limit. And other people, you know, they had cell towers installed close to where they lived or they worked in an airport for a long time. How confounding, um, though, when you, when you think that you're looking at every single angle to possibly... That's not something that enters into your mind. That, oh, maybe there's smart meter for most people. Now it's becoming more prevalent to look into those sort of yeah. things. But it's, it's, it's kind of irrefutable that people are having these issues with this and they're being affected in this way. I mean, when you see so many people talking about it, that's why I'm like, how come they're not taking better measures to prevent mm-hmm. this sort of thing? Definitely. What can be done? Yes. And we will get into that. We're, that's what we're going to do is we're going to give you the evidence in the show um, and it might split into two episodes. We're going to give you the evidence of like what it says, what the evidence actually says, and then we're going to also give you ways if you think you're under bombardment to combat it. So I love this. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, a lot of people, this happened to them the same way it happened to me. They had a bunch of smart meters installed or a bay of smart meters installed by where they lived, and they just went insane, and they either figured it out or got sick and moved or whatever. Um, yeah, my ex-wife, it actually used to cause us a lot of problems because she used to always say, I'm just sensitive to frequencies. And I was like, oh my gosh. Is this why I she's bet. your ex-wife? <laughs> yes, the frequencies. <laughs> it was mentioned in the paperwork. <laughs> um, but no. But then I came around to seeing it when I would hear more people would talk about it. And this is in California, so yeah. they were starting to post up, you know, could be this area could cause problems if you have a pacemaker or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was exposed to it early on and then I found myself apologizing when I saw more credence to it. Yeah. So what, what I call EMR is I say that it is insidious. 
and its effect because most people don't notice it and its effects are subtle but they're cumulative so there's people who are sensitive sensitive to it like me but it does affect everybody and what emr will do over time is it basically it damages your metabolism and you don't notice it at first you just kind of become a little bit lazier Mm, um yeah you come home from work and instead of like studying up on some opportunity to get yourself out of that nine to five you know you just watch netflix or right instead of going out with your friends i mean that was a big one for me i just stopped going out with friends you know you just watch youtube yes um you gain weight it becomes harder to go to the gym it becomes harder to sleep uh you might lose some weight here and there but it just becomes harder to keep that weight off and it, it starts to get to the point where maybe you feel like you can barely eat anything just to stay the same weight and it's all going to your belly. Very weird. Yeah, this is this is what happens to people. Because it's probably affecting your thyroid and other glandular yeah. activity as well. I mean. and, and a lot of times people will tell you, well, you're just getting older, you know, which... <laughs> but you were in your 20s still. I know, right? You shouldn't be... The funny thing is if, if you... This is why it's insidious. It, insidious means that it comes on it's defined in the dictionary as it's developing so gradually as to be well established by before becoming a parent so you just think you're getting older oh i'm just slowing down a little bit i'm working too hard i'm stressed a little bit right but people aren't supposed to be pre-diabetic they're not supposed to go from normal to pre-diabetic within five years right and they're not supposed to be aging that quickly you know if you look at our grandparents uh, many of them were like full of health health in their 50s and only in their 60s and later is when they really started to slow down. So you're not supposed to be lethargic, pre-diabetic, yeah. lethargic, mass, you know, obese in your 30s. Right. Especially if you're not eating very much. Yeah. That's the craziest. Well, and that's the thing is it snowballs. It gets worse and worse and worse. Um, so I know, I mean, I know countless people out there are just getting sicker over time. Um, and they, they have every explanation, but they are not the correct ones. Right. Yeah. So uh, just to kind of finish up that story a little bit, I got out of that apartment and into a house, uh, that is very far away from any EMR and, um, I don't use any Wi-Fi. I only use a cell phone when I have to. Right. Otherwise I forward it to a landline. Okay. Um, and I'm happy to report, like, I have tons of energy these days. I can work all day. I can work into the night. Uh, when I'm done, I go lie down, and I fall asleep within 30 minutes. Right. And the next day, I can do it again. I lost a bunch of weight. I eat comfortably. You look great, and your diet is amazing. <laughs> that, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and you have to remember where I came from. I was overweight. I was laying around all day. I was anxious. I was depressed. Barely able to work. No girlfriend. No future prospects. It was, it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And now you got it together. You got a lady and you got a podcast, my friend. <laughs> I don't even think about sleep anymore either. Like I don't even, it's not even a worry. And I used to feel so much dread when I would go lay down. You know, it was, it's just a thing of the past. And I really, I thank God for my boss sticking with me through those dark times. Yeah. You know, and having a flexible job was the best thing I could have. I also thank God for my mom and my girlfriend for supporting me as I went insane. This is like the Oscars. He's just, we're, we're going to thank some folks here. <laughs> Trying to figure out <laughs> what was wrong. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to be skeptical of this. And that's fine. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, it's hard. But you're not. But I'm not. But maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> it's hard to argue with results. 
Right. And, and my results have been, you know, get away from any EMR source and your life will get better in a thousand subtle ways. If you live next to an intense EMR source, you just watch as everything slowly becomes worse and all good things fall away from you. Specifically, some of the things in your house that could be causing these issues, washer and dryer, dishwasher, mm. refrigerator, some of the bigger appliances, because I know that my daughter in a house that they lived in had the washer and dryer, even if it's not running, that thing has got EMRs in it all day long unless you unplug it. You gotta unplug the thing. Yeah, well, and that's, that's what we're gonna get into. There's different types of EMR and it affects you in different ways. Right. And so like the ones you're talking about are hair dryers, mm -hmm. electric razors, <clears throat> that's a different type of EMR okay. than your cell phone or your Wi-Fi or right. cell towers. Um, so well, I notice when I don't turn off the Wi-Fi unit at night, mm -hmm. it is in the room next to me. I wake up the next day, I go, God, I really didn't sleep well. I had weird dreams. I had weird stuff going on. It's in and out. I couldn't, lo and behold, I didn't turn the Wi-Fi unit off. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I used to think it was superstitious, but it is a hundred percent factual and because I don't realize it until the next day. Yeah. So I'm yeah. with you, bud. Yeah. So that's the story. Um, we're going to get into some studies and some science and what you can do about EMR in your own home and environment. Um, Jeremy Johnson, he did a TED Talk on EMR, uh, and he has a great website with a plethora of research. A plethora. A plethora of research. And so we're going to put that in the show notes so maybe you can watch it and check it out. And then I think we're going to wrap this episode up and then we'll dive into like the research and what you can do about it and how do you know it's affecting you and all right. that other stuff. We're going to dive into that next time. Because um, this was the prologue of all prologues to gear you up for what you can do to combat EMF. Yeah, and, and I just want to say we're going to get into the science of it. I love it. We're not hippies. We're not going to talk about you need to have a salt lamp and then all of your problems are... Well, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, uh, you know, salt lamps are nice. I got some around here. Right. But we're not going to be hippies about it and just say get back in nature. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. All right. You no. Get to, you get to be a hippie. <laughs> I'm not going to be a hippie. No, we're going to take it from a very logical standpoint for sure. Cool. All right. Well, let's thanks for being here, Brian. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. Be well. Be well.